You are listening to the First Tech Podcast. These podcasts are designed for authorised financial advisors. If you are not an authorised financial advisor, you may find the content of this podcast difficult to follow as it assumes you have the necessary training and qualifications to understand the concepts discussed. You should also be aware the information contained in this podcast is general information only and does not take into account any of your personal circumstances, needs or objectives. Five years ago, in the 2018 federal budget, the government announced some significant changes to the marginal tax rates to be introduced in three stages over seven years, with the last and admittedly most controversial changes given the significant tax cuts for high income earners to be introduced on 1 July 2024. Now, surprisingly, these stage three tax cuts have survived both COVID and a change of government and are now legislated to take effect in just nine months on the 1st of July 2024. Now, given the significant size of these tax cuts, they will potentially provide some clients with a lot more disposable income and therefore could impact a range of financial planning strategies an advisor may consider for these clients, both in the lead up to and post 1 July. 2024. And here to discuss these changes with me is Linda Bruce, one of my senior technical services managers. G'day, Linda. Hey, Craig. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm hoping you are well as well. Now, Linda, back in August, you mentioned the importance of considering the impact on the Stage 3 tax cuts in our First X Practical Tips for Super Contributions webinar. Mm -hmm. And actually, since then, we've received a number of questions on this, which has led to today's discussion. Yep. Okay, firstly, can you tell us how the tax rates and thresholds will change from next financial year? Now, obviously, assuming the government doesn't announce any changes in the federal budget next May. Sure thing, Craig. Uh, The stage three tax cuts are only available to individual taxpayers. We're not talking about tax cuts for super funds, companies, etc. Only individual taxpayers. It focuses on uh, the changes uh, to individuals' income tax rates and thresholds. Uh, So, if people are earning $45,000 or less, uh, they're not going to get any tax cuts next year because they have already received the stage one and the stage two tax cuts. Okay. Uh, people earning between income between 45000 and 120000 the tax rate will drop from 32.5% to 30%. Then taxable income between 120000 and $180,000, uh, the tax rate will drop from 37% to 30%. Then the taxable income between $180,000 and $200,000, the tax rate will drop from 45% to 30%. Now, the highest marginal tax threshold uh, will be lifted to $200,000. And the 45% tax rate will apply to every single dollar exceeding $200,000. Now, there's no change to Medicare levy, 2% Medicare levy is still applicable based on the individual's taxable income. Okay, so what this effectively means, like lots of figures there, but what this effectively means is that taxable income between $45,000 and $200,000 is going to be taxed at a flat tax rate of 30% plus Medicare. Now, obviously, clients on higher incomes are going to receive the higher tax cuts here because of what you went through. Now, 
I assume you've done some numbers here for us to give us some, you know, con- context of the, the quantum of tax cuts for people on different tax rates. Yes, yes, I certainly did, Craig. Um, clients earning $200,000 above uh, will see the greatest benefit. Their tax bill from next year will be reduced by over $9,000. It's $9,075 from next year. Uh, and then people earning between $120,000 and $200,000 will see substantial amount of a tax benefit, uh, while people earning below $120,000 will still receive some benefit, but not as good as others on a higher income level. Okay, can, can you give us an example? Sure, sure, sure thing. So if the clients earn, uh, a client earns $180,000, they will see a, a tax reduction, tax bill reduction of six thousand seventy-five dollars. Wow! Yeah, and if the client earns one hundred fifty thousand dollars, they will save around three thousand nine hundred seventy-five dollars in, mm-hmm. in in tax. And then, if the client earns fifty thousand dollars, they will only save one hundred twenty-five dollars in tax. Mm-hmm. Then, once they um, their income are lowered to forty-five thousand dollars or lower than that. There's no tax saving. So obviously, this is why stage three is so controversial. Yeah. Um, because the people earning the, the big bucks yep. are getting the substantial tax cuts. And and when you think about that, like someone mm. earning two hundred thousand dollars, tax cut of nine thousand and seventy-five. Remember, that means they're going to get an extra nine thousand and seventy-five dollars in the hand yes. during the year. So effectively, if you think, all right, for someone on the top marginal tax rate, that's all equating to a effectively a pay rise of about seventeen, eighteen, nine thousand dollars. So. This is significant in terms of the the amount of benefit that's going to come through for clients. So in summary, from next financial year, if I go back and listen to what you said, Mm. clients above $120,000 are going to save quite a substantial amount of tax, Mm. while those people earning less will see a smaller benefit, as we see, and and that's why this is controversial. Um, And it's really important for advisors here to, to look at what's happening next year, as it can affect an advisor's strategy recommendation for not only this year and what we should be doing this year to probably get the most tax efficiency out of you know our tax cuts and things like that or tax deductions but also what we should be doing in future years from 1 July 24 onwards yep absolutely absolutely Craig uh, stating the obvious uh, it's better to have less taxable income in the current financial year uh, and higher taxable income uh, in the next financial year or future years. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, that will be uh, the most effective way of saving tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, this means um, possibly, you know, where relevant, the client probably needs to consider uh, to boost or bring forward any eligible tax deductions into the current financial year to reduce their taxable income as low as possible. Mm -hmm. Now, on the other hand, uh, obviously, where possible, again, the client perhaps should delay any events that can lead to increase the taxable income into the future financial years where the marginal tax rate uh, rate might be lower. Okay. So let's have a look at tax deductions Mm -hmm. in the current year first. Yep. What are some of the relevant strategies advisors might consider for their clients? Oh, the first one I can think of is the um, carrier forward concessional contributions it has been really topical. Advisors love this strategy. Uh, let's have a look at what's going on with this strategy. So let's make a few assumptions here. 
Assuming the client's income is stable, uh, this year's income, taxable income, is comparable to next year's mm-hmm. income. Yep. Let's also assume the client's earning between one hundred twenty thousand to two hundred thousand dollars. They currently either are, uh, are on thirty-seven percent marginal tax rate or forty-five percent marginal tax rate. But next year, drop as we 30. mentioned, drop to thirty. Yep. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, plus Medicare levy, yep. obviously. Yep. Yeah. So let's also make assumption their total super balance will reach the $500,000 threshold very, very soon. And this financial year or next financial year may be the last two financial years to ever use any carry forward unused concessional contributions amount. Now, um, using the carry forward concessional contributions amount and claim that amount as a deduction all by salary sacrificing in the current financial year, obviously may lead to some tax savings yep. comparing with uh, using those amounts uh, in the next financial year because yep. this financial year's marginal tax rate might be higher. Mm-hmm. And also, this is something um, still uncertain. We heard a lot of noises about uh, the government might drop the Division 23 uh, threshold. Yeah, some speculation. We, we certainly <laughs> we had know. no indication from government on yeah. that. But, you know, there has been some people in industry speculating that we may see that that 250 threshold mm-hmm. drop. Yeah. So that might be another reason to use the carry forward concessional amounts in the current year. Um, because if you use the next year or future years, depending on the government policy, they might be subject to Division 23 tax. If, if you're providing advice on what you taking a punt on <laughs> what, what might happen, but we don't know for sure. We so, don't know. We just right. happen to wait and see. Okay. Yeah. So, so that whole idea of potentially utilising those mm. carry-forward concessional contribution rules this year instead of next year uh, allows us to get more bang for our buck, essentially, um, because we're getting deductions that are worth more. Um, now, other super-related super um tax deductions. What, what can we look at there? Uh, your favorite topic, Craig, I am thinking about a contribution, uh, contributions reserving strategy. Right. Uh, but it's only uh, relevant in the self-managed super fund space. Mm. Um, so what the strategy is about is the, um, uh, let's say the client is a member of a self-managed super fund. Uh, they can make additional personal deductible contribution um, in June 2024, uh, and they can claim this additional contribution as a tax deduction in the current financial year. So additional uh, deduction uh, got brought. Uh, brought forward from next year. Why I'm seeing that? Because this so many super fund has until 28th of July next financial year uh, to allocate allocate these additional contributions to members' accumulation account. So these contributions, although claimed as tax deduction in the current financial year, they actually will count towards the next financial year's concessional contribution cap. In summary, effectively, the client. Uh, can bring forward a next year's tax deduction for personal contributions into this year without breaching their concessional contribution cap. Yeah. Now, I think a thing always to think about with that is uh, it sounds great and all this sort of mm. stuff, but also don't forget that <laughs> if you're doing, let's say you're putting a $55,000 contribution or total of $55,000 contribution in in June, mm. one of those contributions has been allocated immediately and the next one has been allocated in July by the 28th of July. Yep. Please just remember that now you fully utilise your concessional cap next year. So yep. if that 
client is an employee, any mm-hmm. SG is now going to be excessive, or if they go and make a personal deductible contribution at some point next year, also that will cause them to exceed their concessional cap in that year. Uh, now, as you said, this is pretty much just the, the domain of self-managed two funds. Yep. Larger funds have requirements around allocating on a much more limited time frame. So mm. it's basically something you do in just a self-managed super fund. So something worth thinking about for those clients. Yep. Any other strategies we can think about? Uh, some strategies the um, that's non-super related. Uh, I'm sure the advisors heard about them again and again uh, from all sorts of sources. Uh, but uh, advisors really needed to work with a tax accountant. Here's a disclaimer here. Uh, so first thing first, if a client has an investment property, for example, if they're planning to do some repair maintenance work in the future years, mm-hmm. it might be worthwhile considering bring it forward, yep. um, might get a higher tax deduction. Um, then prepaid expenses, uh, a quick example would be a sole trader uh, paying rent or le- for, for leasing a, a commercial property. Uh, they might want to prepay 12 months of um, uh, rent in June 2024 to bring forward some deduction yep. to reduce their taxable income in the current financial year that it may be achievable. Now, the next one is interesting because we heard a lot of people talking about prepaying up to 12 months interest. Uh, for example, on an investment property loan uh, in June 2024. So they may be able to bring forward the next year's interest deduction into the current financial year. However, it all sounds really, really great, right? But there might be some practical hurdles to implement this strategy. You got to work with the lenders and ask them what their specific rules that allow the client to pay interest expenses in advance. it may happen, can only happen under very limited circumstances. Uh, for example, the lender might require the investment loan needs to be on fixed rate, not a variable rate, mm-hmm. and the repayment can only be made on the anniversary date of the loan. So if your anniversary, client's anniversary date is in August, that's not going to help, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, are they going to re- re- refinance the loan? I don't know. So all sounds really, really great, but... Practically speaking, is that achievable? Work with the accountant and the lender. Okay. Now, obviously, boosting deductions can certainly reduce taxable income. You also mentioned the possibility of delaying events Mm. that that are obviously within the client's control uh, that can lead to increased taxable income next year. Uh, And it makes sense if taxable income can be included in the financial year where the marginal tax rate is going to be lower. Mm. Now, can you take us through some of the events? Uh, certainly, Craig, the first thing uh, I come, came into my mind uh, is where the client wants to retire and wants to start seeing enjoy life. Mm-hmm. So when the client resigns, very often they have accrued uh, annual leave or long service leaving entitlements and those leaving entitlements will be paid out. Um, this leave payout is actually taxed at a client's marginal tax rate in the event that the client retires or resigns. So obviously, if the client's marginal tax rate is much lower in the new financial year, yeah. postponing the retirement date can mean that a less tax payable uh, for the payment uh, for the unused leaving entitlement. Um, look, this strategy is nothing new. Uh, nothing new. It's something advisor always, always discuss with the clients in situations like this. But it's just 
the stage three tax cuts uh, makes the strategy strategy even more attractive. Yeah, it brings it back into focus, and yeah. especially with you know if you're going to have a higher level of income because of these, you know, these delayed payments, long service leave, or something like that. Mm. Um, that's all coming through, and if we can get that tax to you know, thirty yeah. percent instead of forty five percent, fantastic. Um, yeah. All right, great. Anything else? I have another two things that I want to talk about. Uh, the first one uh, is Im- it's really important to consider the impact of the stage three tax cuts if the client um, plans to sell a CGT asset. Mm-hmm. So, for example, they plan to sell investment property or share portfolio. portfolio. So let's just say uh, a client uh, may have already uh, been retired and they have no other taxable income in the current financial year uh, or the next financial year. Um, so what difference would that make, right? Um, but look, due to the tax cuts commencing next year, uh, the clients, if they postpone if they postpone the CGT event into the next year or future years, they might pay less amount of tax because of the tax cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, there are situations um, the clients will need the sale proceeds urgently, and they may not be able to wait. For example, they are turning 75 very, very soon. This might be the very last opportunity for them to boost their uh, super by selling the investment property or other CGT asset, in that situation, maybe it's, you don't want to wait. You just wanted to get the sale proceeds out. But where possible, if a client can wait, is something to consider. Okay. So obviously, saving income tax is obviously mm. just one aspect. Yeah. And there's obviously always going to be other things to consider before we go and sell CGT assets. Yeah. However, if, if there's a choice to sell now or later, then selling... In the future income year, obviously, delaying that income mm. until you're subject to lower income tax rates is, you know, you're going to get a benefit out of that. So yeah, yeah. certainly something to consider. Mm. Now, did you say that there's another issue that advisors could also consider? There he is. Uh, it's the first home super saver scheme. You might be wondering, mm. um, what first home super saver scheme has anything to do with yes. stage three tax cuts, That's right? That's I'm wondering. <laughs> yeah. So the thing is... Um, when the client have the amount released under the first home super saver scheme to make the scheme uh, more attractive, very often the client has the concessional contributions amount released uh, and ATO will calculate the associated earnings. Now, the um, concessional uh, contributions and associated earnings uh, Bear in mind that the associated earnings calculated based on the releasable amount doesn't matter concession not concessional but they will uh, they may attract tax so the associated earnings and the concessional contributions released under the scheme they are actually taxed at a client's marginal tax rate mm-hmm. uh, including the Medicare levy but they will be receive a thirty percent non refundable tax offset oh. yeah so for example. Um, if the client went ahead and released, assuming they have already um, did the determination yeah. uh, or, or other things, yeah. uh, they wanted to release, have a $45,000 release and the scheme, assuming they are able to, um, then uh, this client is earning $120,000 a year. So this $45,000 will be taxed at a marginal tax rate minus 30% uh, tax offset. 
If that amount is released in the current financial year, uh, that amount is taxed at a nine percent, which is um, marginal 39. tax rate thirty nine percent. Yep, minus thirty percent yep. tax offset. In comparison, if the client have that amount released in the next financial year, we're talking about thirty two percent, which is thirty percent plus two percent MACTR levy, yep. minus thirty percent tax offset. So this amount, all of a sudden, forty five thousand dollars will only be subject subject to two percent tax. Right. Yeah, of course, if the suitable property comes up right now, the client probably yeah. shouldn't let the property go just to save seven percent tax on the release amount. But if the client's still planning, um, then the stage three tax cut uh, probably is a good news for many of the clients uh, who wants to use the uh, first home super okay, saver so, scheme. So what you're essentially saying there is that the first home super saver scheme from 1 July is getting even more tax effective um, and, and mm. clients will have even more released out of their superannuation. So they'll have more money to spend buying a house, which will put more pressure on house prices. Fantastic. That's right. That's really, when, really, really good. When, when the salary <laughs> sacrifice amount into the super, they, yep. might, they might be saved a little bit yeah. less tax okay. there. Yeah. All right. Now, obviously, a lot of what we've talked about is basically tax planning 101, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, bring forward deductions and delay income. That's right. right. Okay. Yes. Now, obviously, you know, that's important to think about this year. Mm. But what are the important things for advice to start thinking about in future years? Uh, the First one, uh, Craig, did you mention that the clients, many, many clients will have uh, more disposable income? Yeah, well, I was just thinking, so if you've got a client on 200000 they're getting a $9,075 tax cut. That's essentially equivalent to, what did I say, about a seventeen or $18,000 pre-tax pay rise. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, and so therefore... You know they're they're going to now have an extra mm. nine thousand. Now what's that a fortnight? I don't know. Can't do mm. that mass off the top of my head. Um, but they're going to have a lot more cash flow. Yeah, that's right. So um, uh, even people on the lower income level, they will have a higher amount yep. of uh, disposable income, as we yep. mentioned earlier. Yep. So what client can do with those amounts? Uh, if they still have concessional contribution caps. That means they may be able to in, uh, in a position to salary sacrifice more to build a retirement savings from next year. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if they have fully utilized their concessional contribution caps, they can put it in as half-tax contribution. Yeah. Um, all in all, they have a more disposable yeah. income. Now, yeah. now, the interesting thing I hear, mm. I suppose, is um, the biggest tax cuts are coming through from the very high income earners. Now, if yeah. they're an employee, they're probably chewing up a lot of their concessional cap yeah. as it is, yeah. right? Um, so their ability to salary sacrifice that full nine thousand and seventy-five is limited. Well, actually, they'd be salary sacrificing around seventeen thousand because that's pre-tax income, which would mean they'd end up with a you know that money going into superannuation. But if they've already chewed up, let's say twenty of their twenty-seven and a half thousand dollar concessional cap, there's some advice there about identifying the best level to do your salary sacrifice. But if you've got a self-employed mm. employee, right, mm. then obviously, you know, there's no SG that gives them the ability to a lot more potential money into to superannuation that they might not otherwise have been doing. Obviously, as in that situation, probably is a personal deductible contribution. Yep, absolutely. Sole traders, partners in a partnership. Yep, All right. Absolutely. So, so yep. really important things to, to think about going forward. Um, mm. Anything else to add? 
Yeah, so everyone's talking about the three million super cap proposal,、oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And then people start to think about is super the best way to invest our money?、Yeah. Uh, any other investment structures? So、yeah. uh, I'm thinking if、um, uh, many many people will be having thirty percent, thirty percent flat rate of tax, it that means.、Um, The individual's marginal tax rate is quite comparable to a、yeah. company investment company's tax rate. The tax、uh, differential between super and,、mm. and holding in your personal hand is is now less. Less, yeah.、Uh, and so therefore,、uh, so well, we don't want to pay this, you know, three million dollar、mm. tax. Let's just hold it in our personal name. Yeah. So obviously,、uh, investing in super、uh, or through a company structure、uh, have many, many other advantages,、yeah. such as asset protection, state、yeah. planning.、Yeah. Um, well, and you still get a tax benefit. It's just not necessarily as much as it used to be. Exactly.、Yeah. So this is just an alternative to consider, but we really need to take everything into consideration.、Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. I, I think that's a really fantastic summary. So. If I just think about what an advisor needs to think about、um, this year, obviously、mm. tax planning 101. You know, can we bring forward deductions? Can we delay our income? What what ability have we got to do that?、Um, mm. Are there other considerations I still need to take into account? Seems great, but may not be practically viable、yeah. as what you're talking about with some of those prepayment things. <laughs> That's right.、Um, also,、yeah. in terms of next year, think about all of this extra cash flow that we've got for the client. Can we just Enter into you know a regular investment doesn't need to be through superannuation、um, or is there an ability there to start salary sacrificing making additional salary sacrifice or personal deductible contributions which given the quantum of these tax cuts for for high income earners could really boost their their superannuation savings potentially over the last ten to fifteen or twenty odd years maybe twenty years might be a bit much、um, but you know fifteen fifteen to ten years that could、yep. make a, a significant difference so. Um, obviously, for advisor, really interesting here.、Um, you know, we're leading into the last quarter of the what year are we in? Twenty twenty four. A lot of this might start hitting the road in the in the first half of next financial year or second half of the, this financial year. I should be saying.、Um, so, you know, really start to think about who you can be targeting、uh, for your clients、uh, over the next six to nine odd months and、mm-hmm. get ready to put those advice strategies into place. Yeah, yeah, totally. Terrific. Okay, thanks, Linda. Thanks, Craig. And thanks everyone for listening. While all care has been taken in preparation of this podcast using sources we believe to be accurate and reliable, no person, including Colonial First Aid Investments Limited and Advantius Investments Limited, accepts responsibility for any loss suffered by any person arising from reliance on this information.